Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is episode 190 with your host, Irliana Samsara, with crazy hair. All right. So um, <laughs> I, I just don't here. I just had my hair up. I'm like, no, I'm going to put it down. Then it was like this. So, OK, it's Venus and Leo coming off that trine with Jupiter. I know we all had such a good time this week. It helped the brightness, the bright light of Venus trying Jupiter, having a little fun in Leo, right? Leo rules the hair. So I'm getting wild and playful and crazy and um, socializing through big, right? Jupiter trying big hair, big Leo hair. Anyway, I just hope I don't look like Texas bubble hairdo. No offense to anyone in Texas, but you know. Anyway, so, <laughs> all right, here we are. This is this week's Astro for Sunday, the 21st through the 27th. And wow, busy week, all kinds of cool things going on. Um, so, uh, like I said, we're coming off that that nice trine, which is, there's always an afterglow, even though it peaked like early, in the early hours, Eastern Standard Time on Thursday morning, as I was saying to my friend Holly, you know, there's this afterglow. So it's like this beautiful, this nice, you know, like you've just skied this amazing mountain and, or I, I guess in the fire signs, I should say, you, 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 um, you went out and you uh, enjoyed this amazing, uh, fabulous party and dinner. And there's this afterglow of like, boy, wasn't that a great party? And, you know, and you're just still feeling it. So that's what we're, we've uh, been in. Um, and now, um, but it'll really much be gone by the time this this new week starts. But anyway, still fun. What we're moving into, um, we are also um, Sunday morning. It will it will peak um, Mercury in the opposition. The last few days, Mercury opposition Neptune, and that is uh, that's been interesting. It almost feels like a, like a Mercury retrograde ish kind of funkadoodle, right? Because Mercury in its domicile of Virgo, Neptune in its domicile of Pisces. Right, and they're up, all right, who's gonna win? You know, <laughs> but that Mercury, you know, are we gonna confuse you or are we going to be clear? Well, how about both? You know, and they're they're trying to work things out. And I know um, you know, and just a few weird, you know, communications might be a little bit one way and then another. Um, here's a funny story that just happened. Remember how I, I squished my glasses and I showed you in the last couple of podcasts ago. Um, and my, um, I needed a new frame, a new frames. My lenses were fine, but the frames are broken. So I, I went, I got them in Costco, great prices, by the way. And, um, I, I called up the guy and, um, you know, I called the optical department they go, oh, yeah, you'll have your things ready in just a few days. Well, the whole week passed, right. As we get more and more close into that opposition Neptune, like, gee, I haven't heard from them. A little missing communication in the, in the fog of Neptune. And I just called them now and they said, Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, we we see your order. Your order did come in, but we can't locate the frames. I'm like, okay, why can't you locate the frames? Well, sorry. Uh, we just had this um, remodeling, and um, and and we basically he said we can't find anything. <laughs> so I was like, oh, thank you. I'm like, he goes, yeah, I'm really sorry. It's just been a mess. You know, they're they're expanding the department, and they can't find my dang glasses. So Mercury ruling the eyes. Of course, I thought that was very interesting. Um, and here it is the glasses get lost so um he has has to order them all over again but i know that um you know saturday um i'm recording this on friday august 19th so tomorrow saturday mars 
uh, goes into Gemini, um, but Mercury goes into shadow retrograde. So I'm like, hurry up, hurry up, get those dang things because I do not want to have any more eyeglass delays. So quick, quick, get it done. So anyway, yes, he's going to do that. And fingers crossed, they will have be ready. He goes, oh, I don't want to take a few days. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, buddy, you know, like, eh, Mercury shadow, I hope so. Look, the sooner the better, right? If you need eyeglasses or anything Mercury and Gemini related, you know, um, this is the time the last little bit of where it it is in its normal phase before it goes into that mystical trip called mercury retrograde. so anyway like i said that'll peak sunday um but this week there's a really you know it's going to start a really interesting month and several months because as i said in the previous podcast before the last was uh mars is is now in uh, going into in uh, entering zero gemini right and this is where it's going to stay for seven months is very big this is the last like huge big important transit of the year very very um important in terms of many many things i'll be getting deeper into it on its own with guest speakers but um just for now just to say that um you know the the um the fact that it's even more highlighted because the sun um will be going in um into virgo on um monday the 22nd, the sun enters zero Virgo. So there is a square. Automatically, there's a square with Mars and it's going to perfect next Saturday, the 27th, but we'll feel it, it that tension and that that uh, that tension and that and the intention to take action will be building. And so the sun into Virgo um, will be in Mercury's temple, right? Temple of Mercury. Mercury rules Gemini and Virgo. So Mars is going to be in the temple of in Gemini, Temple of Mercury, Sun in Virgo, Temple of Mercury, same thing, but just different aspects. So Mars in Gemini is like, okay, it's been in that chill Taurus in, in its detriment, right? It's not in domicile in, in the sign of Taurus, right? And it's so it's been um, very, very chill and learning to just take it easy in a slow, steady, earthy rit the rhythm, steady and reliable, moving moving slowly, right, in that Taurus. Well, bang, as soon as it goes to Gemini, it's like caffeine. You know, if you give your children too much caffeine or chocolate, you know, they're, don't give your children caffeine, right? <laughs> they're, they're built within the DNA. Boom, 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 boom. So you might feel yourself feeling agitated or anxious, mentally anxious around getting things done. Mars, the action planet, right? Getting things done. So it might you might feel like it's a roller coaster because that, remember that zero degrees of a sign is always really important. It's going to give you the whole preview of coming attractions of the Gemini archetype. And that's, like I said, especially important now because Mars is going to retrograde in Gemini and then it will... Um, go forward again in January 12th. So for the next seven months, not until March, almost like where spring, the entrance only right at the entrance to spring is when it's finally going to leave Gemini. So we're going to be living with this roommate, right? <laughs> for for quite some time. So we want to make friends with it. <laughs> you know, what else do you do with Mars? You know. Um, so anyway, let me just check uh, how many days Mars is going to be at that zero degree point. So I'll tell you the length of that preview that coming attraction just a second okay yeah i forgot I, i'm so used to these saturn uranus you know taking weeks at that stationary uh, or, or that a certain degree but yeah i forgot hello mars <laughs> it's only gonna be for a day so the 20th to the 21st like late uh, sunday night eastern time the 20th is when it'll go to one degree 
of Gemini, but you, you know, that like, watch what happens in your life from, you know, from this, uh, from over the weekend, you know, Saturday, Sunday, even though I know this technically is for the week of the 20, the um, 21st on, but as it just look and see what is going on over the weekend with, with in terms of your um, everything about your ideas, your connections, your your goals regarding writing and communicating and listening and speaking and education, you know, and all of those because that that zero degree gives us that you know it's like the the acorn you know contains the entire oak tree so. Um, where where we're going and where we're not going and you know because it'll go retrograde so um, that'll give us a really it's a juicy little um preview okay so that's zero degrees and um and so the sun going into virgo you know with mars you know will be squaring the sun right and, and it'll peak next saturday so there's like i said earlier there's that tension and it's like the mind you know, the, the the rational mind squaring off with the intuitive mind. Now, Mars in the sign of Gemini has is an overcoming square. So it's it's going to predominate, um, you know, with with that, it'll, that influence, it'll have more of an influence so that the urge to move and get things done and, you know, especially come out of Taurus, it's like, okay, come on, let's step it up, breaks over, back to work, you know, like Mars, very impatient. And around Gemini, very much about commerce, merchants, buying, selling, you know, pushing it, right? Aggressively conquering and wanting to win and, you know, all of those things um, where, and, but then the, when the sun going into Virgo is like, slow down, Virgo's mutable earth, um, Gemini's mutable air. So the, the intellect is having a, 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 you know, an argument with and, and wants attention and wants action with that part of ourselves, the sun in Virgo, shining a light on health, on well-being, on self-care. The sun in Virgo, Virgo season is always about these things, paying attention to the details, being discerning and discriminating, taking care of our nutrition, you know, cleaning up our act, cleaning, cleaning up and cleaning out, right? It's a great time for cleaning and, and separating the wheat from the chaff, you know, as, as the harvest, when you think about the, the agricultural harvest in, in the Northern hemisphere where Virgo is about, you know, having the, the big agricultural, the fruits of, of one's labor of growing over this over the summer months and then you know now we harvest those things and now we count them you know like think of virgo being like the bean counters right and and being reliable and practical practical wisdom around this bounty so we're looking and analyzing and breaking things down and digesting them digesting ideas literally and literally digestion isn't a key thing because virgo rules the colon so, um, you know, where I would say, you know, there might be this, um, we have to be careful that we're not with this Mars square Saturn, I mean, Mars square the sun, sorry, we might feel, um, you know, there might be this conflict around, you know, feeling like you, the pressure to get things done, but then knowing that you also have to slow down. So it's this argument about, you know, yes, it's important to move forward and have goals, um, but to not not at the expense of so trying to work that out what action needs to be taken um, so that we can have health and well-being and um, downtime in the forest right I love Virgo's green it's all about wood and and, and small pets and you know uh, nature and you know thing, things of that of that type 
So um, again, you know, that, that dramatic tension will build through the week and hopefully, you know, we won't be, um, we don't want to get mentally exhausted, right? There's that Mars and Gemini can, can um, you know, bring that about. So we want to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves and uh, self-care is, is, is always very, very important, especially this week. All right, so, um, but uh, why does this energy or these themes last longer than just this, this week when it's squaring? Well, also the sun all month, the sun will be in Virgo and of course Mars will be there for many, many months. So they're in these squared signs. So maybe not by degree, but certainly through the month until September 22nd when the sun goes into Libra, they're going to be, um, you know, those themes will be still resounding, you know, and, and so um, we want to pay attention to this uh, Mercury and Mars for sure um, at this time. And especially, um, I, again, you know, through these next several months, because Mercury, uh, Mars being in the sign in, in Mercury's temple for, for all that time, we really want to get comfortable and understand um, the Mercury archetype, the Mars archetype, about aggression and movement and um, and action and leadership and uh, you know starting things and you know I think about the, the sickle cutting through a forest right and and um, also um, maybe taking a new direction with ideas and being open to in Gemini it's about being open to new ideas and exploring and allowing oneself to move forward with curiosity and to change one's mind you know. And um, and so that those are all qualities that we'll be engaging with as the months go on. <clears throat> so like, again, lots more to share when we go more in depth with this, delineating it, but you get the idea that these are these themes, Mercury and Mars are gonna figure very largely in the collective too. Um, and so, uh, and then, you know, we have the eclipses coming up and we have um, in, you know, the Taurus and Scorpio, and we also have the, um, you know, with the retrograde of, of Mercury and, and um, Mercury going retrograde, right? And it'll start in Libra, but it'll go back into its domicile in Virgo, which is again, you know, Mercury's domicile. So there's more Mercury and influence. So there's a lot about changing one's mind, reflecting on, um, our thinking, our process, our, our attitudes, our beliefs, things of that nature. So um, big, big themes, right? All right, so um, that's uh, Sun into Virgo with that dance with Mars. Then Wednesday, August 24th, Uranus will finally station retrograde. It's been at 18 degrees for several weeks now, slow moving planet. Um, and it will be retrograde from August 24th until January 22nd. So January is going to be an interesting month because Mars and Uranus will both go forward within a week of each other. Mars will station direct around um, January 12th, and then about 10 days later, Uranus will station direct. And um, Uranus in at the 18 degrees, 54 minutes of Taurus, um, you know, we are what we're doing when Uranus goes retrograde, you have to remember too, outer planets, especially like, it's only like 40% of the time that um, Uranus retrogrades around 40% of the time. So it's not as big a deal as like, you know, Mercury or Mars uh, going retrograde, but um, but it's still important. And it's a place where we check ourselves um, regarding our values, everything related to Taurus, our earth, the environment, the values, the things that we hold dear, our finances, 
stock, stock market, you know, and Uranus retrograde is like all the sudden movement and all the innovation and the change. Think about the money system and AI and digital currency, cashless society, digital currency, crypto, you know, all of those conversations, very forward movement, and even like embodying astrology. Um, and also when I think about Uranus and Taurus, it's like, um, uh, let me think, hold on. Well, you know, really, uh, how we how are we transforming how how we're checking our our progress regarding are we becoming more enlightened or and more are our values more in alignment with the future um one of the things i thought of was you know like a, what kind of carbon footprint are we leaving um i put these where is my note about that um you know we're reflecting on um changes in our in uh, you know maybe it's also certainly about getting out of one's comfort zone and when if we've had you know floods or or things like that that have happened or catastrophic changes to our financial situation um talk to me about you know 14 at least 14 vet visits yes uh unbelievable like you know i've just been through the <laughs> i finally i made it through but man it was very, very draining, but, um, you know, Uranus going retrograde in Taurus will um, challenge us to reflect and look at the progress of, of um, you know, are we really, um, as self-realized as we say we want to be, are we really embodying those values that we, that we know will, will provide liberation for us? Are we letting go of old stuck stories that have not, that have kept us enslaved? Have we been able to break the chains of that? Um, I'm thinking too of like, you know, the values of our earth values, do they reflect, they, do they honor the earth? You know, I just read in the news that there's this, um, they're bringing back supersonic jets. Well, I remember the Concorde as a teenager and well into my, you know, early adult years, the Concorde would fly to New York, New York to Paris, New York to London in like three hours. It's like, oh my God, that was like living in Manhattan. It took you longer to get to the Hamptons than it did to go to London <laughs> on the Long Island Expressway. For anybody who's lived on Long Island or knows <laughs> the world's largest parking lot. Um, anyway, so but guess what? They're, they they dropped that several years ago. They dropped the Concorde. They no longer did it. It was like three thousand dollars at least, or five thousand dollars for like a ride on the you know to get to London in three hours. Well, they're bringing back the supersonic jet. Well, oh my goodness, right? Innovation, but you know what about the carbon footprint? So you know maybe we want to rethink this thing, guys. I mean, unless that supersonic jet can fly on like solar powered cells which you know it won't right now because that's years away there was this strato launch that's uh, that launched uh one of the about six years ago and um it was like the world's largest airplane or these this huge wingspan it was like two airplane uh cabins and and extended by a wing on each side and a wing in the middle and it was the wingspan was as large as like a 747 and but it was all it went around the world and it took you know what a few years um because it was all so it was very slow it only flew at like 50 miles an hour but it had solar cells and it was all powered it was the first it was like an Orville Wright moment uh, by the way today is Orville Wright's birthday happy birthday Orville Wright um but this this particular uh plane uh, with solar powered cells you know was able to fly and so yes in the future they will but you know this is a time with Uranus retrograde and Taurus is you know 
do we, are we really honoring that? Um, think about the food supply. Like I can't stand it when I have to go to Walmart and or wherever the the supermarket. I can't even stand Walmart. I very very rarely go there because I just don't like it. But anywhere these all the supermarkets carry right now. Everything's in plastic. You know, peaches, nectarines, mango, everything's in this dang plastic bag. And it's just upsetting. You know, it's like you can almost, it's so hard to find fruit now that's not in a plastic bag unless you go to a farmer's market. So all hail farmer's markets, you know, high five. So these, are, this is a place where we get to check our, our connections with that and, uh, you know, what progress are we making and, you know, make some tweaks. So that's Uranus retrograde. And um, certainly with the earth as well, with the environment, money systems, all of those things. Trauma too, because this is going to station, um, I want to make sure this is correct, hold on. So in, um, in early uh, Jan in, in January, January 22nd, it's going to go direct um, with this uh, conjunct, this fixed star called Menkar at 14 degrees of Taurus. Menkar is um, considered, it's, it's um, it's associated with like things, afflictions of the throat or trouble or disease of the throat or um, also could be, you know, injury, um, just, you know, according to the, you know, these very, uh, they do sound very, uh, it's difficult finding really empowering um, fixed star information. You got to go to like Diana Rosenberg. She's like the most awesome authority on fixed stars. But uh, Menkar is often historically been associated with, um, you know, unjustified enmities, um, a sudden emergence of deep unconscious issues. So I think about trauma. So this is an opportunity to really look and see. And certainly Uranus rules trauma and catastrophe and chaos. And so um, again, you know, where has that been locked up in our body? So the work of Gabor Mate would be excellent if you haven't seen his um, documentary on trauma. I have not personally, but I've heard nothing but good things about it from friends who have. G-A-B-O-R, Mate, M-A-T-E. I think he's Argentinian. But anyway, he's done like phenomenal work around trauma and releasing trauma. So this is a really big conversation to be having in the next five months where in our bodies is that stored and what do we have trauma about whatever house uranus is in 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 at the 14 uh, 18 degrees of taurus wherever that is in your chart is where you may have some some conscious um trauma issues you know and and so this will be a, an opportunity to free yourself from that all right so that's wednesday the 24th then thursday the 25th mercury leaves its domicile in virgo and goes into libra well libra is the peacemaker okay it loses some dignity because it's leaving its domicile it's not an exile or anything in libra it's perfectly lovely pleasant this is when our thoughts and ideas and speech and connections are going to take on a more diplomatic aspect with libra the peacemaker the, the harmony bringer um, the one who's diplomatic and uh, wants agreement with everything so our connections and contacts will take on that flavor that is until mercury will leave libra on october 29th so from the 25th to October 29th, um, it'll it'll go it'll go well. I'm sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. Mercury's in Libra. It'll retrograde at eight degrees of Libra. Go back to like 28 or 24 uh, Virgo, 
and then it will um, move forward again. So it won't leave Lib back into Libra and it won't leave Libra until October 29th. So it'll have a little dip into Virgo, but mostly will, you know, it'll be in, in the sign of Libra. So we get to, and then again, when it retrogrades in Libra, we'll be revisiting our relationships with our loved ones. And do we bring peace and harmony in our attitudes and our speaking and listening to others? Do we show respect? Do we have a generosity of listening? These are these are things that, you know, will, will come up for us. Or are we too critical, you know, but we can talk about Mercury retrograde separately in, a, in another talk, but you get the idea. Okay, Saturday, um, like I said, by Saturday the 27th, Mars will come into that exact square with the sun that I talked earlier about. And then we have the, the last thing I'm going to say today is the new moon. We finish the week with the new moon in Virgo at four degrees, three minutes of Virgo and sun and moon in that sign. So this is a new beginning and this is in the temple of Mercury, but it is the nighttime feminine mutable earth. So it's feminine and earth and intuitive side of mercury so it's um being very discriminating and being intuitively discriminating and taking really good care and efficiency and attention uh, and devotion to details and uh, service and humility right virgo is very much about service and with humility humble servant a real servant is somebody who is is humble and desires to help and you know doesn't need want the attention that was a leo thing right <laughs> it's like la 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 here i am well it's like great the sun in leo going into virgo uh, the new moon in virgo it's like okay you know we we've, we've established ourselves and now what do we do with all this light well let's go bring it to others let's go serve people let's take it out there and do something useful and practical with it it's very virgo in right to be practical so um, mutable earth the change of seasons right it's a mutable sign it represents the change of season from summer into fall in the northern hemisphere and from um the um I, I, it's like hello i can't speak to summer from summer into fall and then from um fall into into summer um with uh, i mean sorry from summer into fall and then from um spring into summer duh i can't <laughs> flipping myself upside down for everyone in the southern hemisphere so it's that that change of seasons and that's the mutable change and um things moving forward um from the equinoxes right we're going to have our solstice um in september um is that solstice hello Mercury opposite Neptune. I can't even speak today. Um, in our equinox, right? Well, that's when the Earth, the days and nights are going to be the exact same length, reaches equinox, and that's like about the third week of September. So the new moon in Virgo, um, you know, again, you know, think about God. God, goddess, is in the details. They, that's a you know the old saying: God is in the details. Um, service, well-being, self-care. You know. Um, health diet exercise our mental health is going to be a big deal um service space you know think about volunteering or nursing or things that that involve the care of others taking care of the earth being a steward of the earth maybe you want to volunteer and and some fun virgo activities might be you know volunteering and being maybe a park like a volunteer ranger in a forest or forest ranger or assisting in in some kind of environmental uh, capacity and helping out maybe somebody with um, harvesting their crops or you know working in <clears throat> in that way 
um, doing small tasks very well and beautifully. I remember, <clears throat> excuse me, Mother Teresa, she talked about that. Do everything very, like this devotion to the divine, you know, and, and Eckhart Tolle, he was the one that said, you know, and this really was a, I have to say, this was a really big breakthrough for me. I read this in his book, A New Earth. He said, you know, the way to get, I don't know how to, the exact words, but the way to get something going and to really, um, is to just do small things really well. So let's say you want to have, you know, a million followers on YouTube, like, wouldn't that be great? Well, it's like sometimes we feel so overwhelmed that we we get too critical of ourselves, right? The, the shadow Virgo, overly thinking, overthinking and getting too deep in the weeds with details. How is this going to happen? Um, but with with knowing that all it takes is just, let's say you have two followers or one on on your YouTube channel or your social media platform, and it's like, oh, it's your sister, you know? It's like, gee, you know, don't criticize. Take care of that one or two people exquisitely because that's all that matters. It's not about the numbers. It's just how well we serve. And if we are perfect in that service, that's then it's a it's a perfect little model. And the perfection of that, it, it, as small and humble it, as it may be, it, it it's perfect. It's perfect in its humility, not because it has to be numbers, right? It's not like in our you know in our American culture, everything is like oh everything's got to be bigger and better and faster and smoother and new and improved. And, and it's like well, how about if we just did one thing really well? Uh, and in the smallest number of people. So those those are ideas that we might want to you know take with us as we go into Virgo season. Uh, I, I remember reading, and I, it was it blew me away, but it really gave me a lot of insight. Um, Eckhart talked also in the book about when he started um, his his teachings and all, he became you know fully enlightened, and he had this outrageous life changing experience, which if you don't know about, you can you can read about it. Um, but he said that he only had a small group, a circle of like six or 10 people, like in his living room. That's where he started. And he talked to them every week and they gathered in his living room. And do you know how long they gathered in his living room? You'd think, wow, somebody like him, like it, word would travel fast. And within a month, he'd be on like some big stage. Hell no, 10 years, 10 years. He was there 10 years in that little living room with his little talks with a little group of people. But see, he did it per exquisitely and he did it perfectly and well, and he took care of that group. And that's all that matters. And once you get that, it's like the yogurt starter culture, you know, you get that perfect culture going and then it grows, right? But first it, you got to handle it at the most minute place, right? And then, and then it grows and it grows well. So, um, those are just thoughts I have about Virgo. And um, anyway, yeah, I think that's all for now. Um, I hope you have enjoyed this. Um, oh, so that new moon, you know, the new moon in Virgo, um, we'll have the full moon, of course, in Pisces, the opposite sign. So these new projects, new beginnings regarding our health service and such, peaking at the full moon, the fruit of whatever seeds we lay on the new moon will, of course, peak at the full moon. And we get to check in with that and um, you know, and, and have that the counterbalance, you know, is this an alignment, full moon in Pisces, 
um, you know, or, or are we getting uh, too lost in, in things and maybe we need to come back to come some kind of, um, you know, equilibrium. But anyway, so um, that's all for today. And I, I hope you have enjoyed this. And um, it's always great to hear what you have to say. And um, well, any comments, questions, uh, please either email me or you can leave a comment below. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Yay, it always helps the channel. So thank you so much for all of your love and support. And it's a joy being here. And um, we'll see you next time. Okay, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.